Welcome to Take This Poem Podcast, where we explore the rich, wild things that good poems can do in the everyday lives of ordinary folks. I'm your host, Mary Guidis. Whether you're a longtime poetry lover like I am, or just barely interested, I invite you to take this poem. I hope it amends the soil of your life. Hello. This should be a short episode today. I have a poem that's been on my mind that I've been wanting to share. So without too much preparation, I wanted to jump in, share it with you. I'll read it, say a few seconds worth of thoughts, and then read it again. It's called The Star Market by Marie Howe. The people Jesus loved were shopping at the Star Market yesterday. An old lead-colored man standing next to me at the checkout breathed so heavily I had to step back a few steps. Even after his bags were packed, he still stood, breathing hard and hawking into his hand. The feeble, the lame, I could hardly look at them. Shuffling through the aisles, they smelled of decay, as if the star market had declared a day off for the able-bodied and I had wandered in with the rest of them, sour milk, bad meat, looking for cereal and spring water. Jesus must have been a saint, I said to myself, looking for my lost car in the parking lot later, stumbling among the people who would have been lowered into rooms by ropes, who would have crept out of caves or crawled from the corners of public baths on their hands and knees, begging for mercy. If I only touched the hem of his garment, one woman thought. Could I bear the look on his face when he wheels around? A few episodes ago, I shared three George Bilgeer poems, and I told you that he mentioned that he's excited about expressing what's poetic, sad, and beautiful about everyday life, even if it's just mowing the lawn and washing cars. And to me, this Marie Howe poem is an example of Another poet doing that same thing, finding what's poetic, sad, and beautiful in a trip to the grocery store on a day where everyone seems to be having issues. But she's able to find the beauty in it because she's paying attention, which is, after all, what poets are supposed to do. And she also sees the place that her story and other people's stories intersect I think it would easy, be easier to stay separate and to see herself as the only able-bodied. But the fact is, she's looking for bread and water too. And the fact is, she's lost her car keys. There's a lot that she needs to look for, a lot that she needs to find. And she's weak as well and ultimately ends up identifying herself as one of this group. And she's able to more fully get in the mind of the woman in the story who touched Jesus' robe. And that's another thing I believe that poets can do so well is see and express where their stories are overlaying with other familiar stories and putting those two together, seeing what happens. And what happens here, in my opinion, is greater than the sum of the parts of those two stories and definitely greater than someone stuck in her own story of self. I'll read it 
one more time. The Star Market by Marie Howe. The people Jesus loved were shopping at the Star Market yesterday. An old lead-colored man standing next to me at the checkout breathed so heavily I had to step back a few steps. Even after his bags were packed, he still stood, breathing hard and hawking into his hand. The feeble, the lame, I could hardly look at them. Shuffling through the aisles, they smelled of decay, as if the star market had declared a day off for the able-bodied, and I had wandered in with the rest of them. Sour milk, bad meat, looking for cereal and spring water. Jesus must have been a saint, I said to myself, looking for my lost car in the parking lot later, stumbling among the people who would have been lowered into rooms by ropes, who would have crept out of caves or crawled from the corners of public baths on their hands and knees, begging for mercy. If I touch only the hem of his garment, one woman thought, could I bear the look on his face when he wheels around? Part of my vision for Take This Poem was to have it be interactive. I imagined it as a virtual bonfire poetry reading, where friends, family, local poets, and you can come together to warm our hands on some poetry. So what would that look like? Well, I'm glad you asked. You could send me a voice recording of you reading a poem to be included in a mailbag poetry reading. Commenting on the poem is welcome, but optional. Don't be shy. It's the only voice you got. What better use for it do you have than reading beautiful words out loud? Also, you could request a poem that you'd like to hear me read and ponder on the show. Or tell me what you've been thinking about these days and I could play literary matchmaker and choose a poem for you. And by the way, I am aware that I have a small but loyal following of youngsters out there and these invitations are all open to them as well. Send any of these or other ideas you have to take this poem podcast at gmail.com and join me in sharing good poems with this little community. I hope to hear from you soon.